Being politically active as a young person in America is extremely challenging. Not only does your voice rarely get heard, but it's incredibly difficult to balance your political duties with every other duty in your life, primarily schoolwork. So how in this world seems to have an ever-growing load of homework do we manage to stay politically active without burning ourselves out? You'll find out here today on We the People. Welcome back to our first regularly scheduled episode of We the People, back from our hiatus. I want to say thank you again to our listeners for being so patient during this time of transition. My name is Danielle Leard, and I'm a new member of the We the People squad. I'm super excited to be working with this utterly amazing group of teenagers. I'm 16, and this will be my junior year in high school, which is pretty insane. Junior year is known for being one of the most stressful years in high school. But to be honest, any year in school is pretty stressful and definitely time-consuming. That's why today I'm bringing you 10 tips that are more fire than some of the pants in the White House. Uh, too much? Let's jump right in with our first tip. Now, 17-year-olds listening, I hope you're paying attention because this is especially important for you. Pre-register to vote. It is so important and highly overlooked. Hey, Danielle, you're 16. What would you know about pre-registering? Like, you're not able to. Well, I'm glad you asked, fake listener voice that I made up. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of Rye. Rye is a 17-year-old based in the San Francisco Bay Area who pre-registered a few weeks ago. Here's what they have to say about the whole endeavor. It literally took me, like, maybe five to ten minutes to pre-register to vote. A lot of the difficulties are usually just like compiling all the things you need together. Like you have to have your social security number or like an ID or something or just any form of identification. And so that usually is the biggest problem for a lot of people, especially for like undocumented um, citizens or like people who just don't have their social security number. Um, But like, it's really easy to get it done. But that's not the only reason. So, first of all, when you pre-register to vote, basically what happens is that... Uh, not This doesn't happen literally, but figuratively, basically, they'll put, like, your name into a box, and then when you turn 18, they'll just put your name, like, officially on the register list. So, like, they'll automatically register to vote once you turn 18. Um, yeah, that's about it. And while pre-registering is super handy and will definitely save you some time if you're turning 18 during the school year, I've still got nine more tips for you. This leads me to number two, signing up for electronic notifications. Whether you're getting information from your phone, your computer, or what have you, signing up for some sort of newsletter can be incredibly convenient. One of the first news notification software that I signed up for was from an organization that was dedicated to saving net neutrality. It's super helpful and I'm really grateful that it exists because it means I have to spend less time searching the internet looking for any net neutrality news because they just reach straight out to me. So it's a big time saver and super convenient. And I don't get spammed either, okay? It's like maybe I'll get like two texts a month saying, hey, this bill is in the Senate, or hey, this bill is in your state, or like, call your reps now, please, 
banks, just, just stuff like that, which was super helpful. But, you know, if you're not super into advocacy, like you can just still get informed about the news by signing up to like a news network's email newsletter. I did that with the New Yorker because I like that publication and they send an email about every other day sort of giving me like article headlines and links to some of their more recent articles. So, you know, it helps to stay informed not only about, you know, the big topics, but also the small ones, which you might have not been aware of before. So whether you're signing up to BBC, The New Yorker, New York Times, Wash Post, whatever it may be, the content instead is being delivered straight to you. This leads me to the third hot take of this episode. This may sound a little complicated at first, but once you understand the concept, it'll be easy as pie, and it not only helps you stay informed and be politically active, but it also helps you engage more in your schoolwork, which is uber important. So here's number three. Drawing parallels between modern politics and your history textbook. All right. Like I said, it sounds a little bit complicated and time-consuming at first, but trust me, it's really not. Basically, what this means is to better comprehend not only the content in your history or social studies classes, but it also helps you understand the content of today's current events. Last year, I took an AP European History course, and anyone who's taken an AP History course knows what that is like. But besides that, my prep teacher gave this really helpful analogy to understand the concept of mercantilism. If you aren't familiar with mercantilism, no one blames you. It's kind it's kind it's like a it's an economic system, but it doesn't really exist anymore and it's super hard to understand. At least it was for me. Um if you've ever taken some sort of history course where mercantilism was brought up, you've probably heard key phrases like you export more than you import and things like that. Um but I had a lot of trouble understanding what that actually meant until my AP prep teacher drew this wonderful analogy. And that involves our current president, President Trump. He was like, I don't think that our current president is a capitalist because he doesn't have capitalist values. He doesn't want America to be successful. He doesn't want America to have financial growth or stability. All he wants is for America to be better than everyone else. And that really struck a chord with me. And he explained to me that that's essentially what mercantilism is. You know, you kind of you can draw the parallels, right? Like President Trump says all the time he wants to manufacture things in the United States instead of importing them from different countries, right? Export more than you import. Mercantilism is not a matter of being good on your own. That doesn't matter to a mercantilist. A mercantilist wants to be better than everyone else. That's just one example of how you can draw parallels between the modern political climate and political history. I totally recommend, especially if you don't understand a concept, just raising your hand in class or talking to the teacher afterward and saying, hey, I'm having trouble understanding this concept. Is there some sort of event that I would know that kind of where this kind of comes into play? And they'll probably have an answer for you because your teacher is likely, you know, a bit older than you and has witnessed a lot of political events throughout their life, which I'll elaborate on later. Drawing parallels between current politics and past politics will not only help you understand current politics better, but should also help you get some better grades in some of your history and social sciences. This brings me to number four. 
download the Breaking News app. All right, so probably for like very good legal reasons, I have to tell you, you know, this isn't sponsored, I'm not getting paid, I'm not getting compensated in any way for sharing or advertising this app to you. I just really think it's it's been a total lifesaver. So if you've ever had an app like Apple News, you'll know that they send you notifications. And while getting those little updates can be handy, for me, a lot of the time I found that it wasn't sufficient. It just, it wasn't enough. So a friend of mine recommended the app Breaking News to me. It's not really an app that you have to open and interact with. It mostly just serves the purpose of sending you notifications. And those notifications are news updates. You'll get one probably about every 10 minutes, and you maybe you'll get a few if it's like a big event that happened, but it's just been a total lifesaver for me. This app has dozens of news sources that you can turn on or off to get information from. I have pretty much all of them on except for a couple gossip and sports outlets. I highly recommend this app for students because like I mentioned earlier, Time is the number one thing that we're lacking. It's a lot easier to read a one to two line notification than have to read hundreds of words in an article and have to shuffle through what's opinion and what's fact. So while I definitely recommend still reading articles and getting the bigger picture of things, this is really helpful if you want to stay informed on a more regular basis. Number five, call your representatives. I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, but I cannot emphasize how important it is. Being at an age where you're not eligible to vote, obviously your voice is restricted. So one of the most effective ways that you can actually reach actual legislature is by contacting your reps. The first time I ever reached out to a rep was a couple years ago, after the shooting in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub. It was a super emotional time for me, so I just kind of poured out my heart on why I think gun reform is important, and I actually received a letter back from that rep a few months later. That was so special to me, and I'll always treasure that momentum, knowing that what I say actually matters. One of the most effective ways to do this is to actually write a handwritten letter, because while email and call are still effective, You know, those are things that people can do with a few minutes of their day. Writing a handwritten letter shows that you put, you know, like half an hour, maybe even an hour into this policy, into this problem, into this reform. That will catch the eye of reps and any secretaries they may have. So I definitely recommend not only reaching out to your reps, but making it as personal as you can. When you're a young person, maybe you get ignored at first. But if you state how your life is being altered and influenced and how your growing up has changed because of this one political thing, I guarantee you someone is going to listen. Number six, be engaged in class. Now, I know this one might seem a little bit like a no-brainer, but I actually have sort of twofold about why this is important. 6A, I guess you could call it, is about engaging in class discussion. Now, if you live in an area where you feel you're the political minority among a completely different majority, it can be overwhelming and scary to talk to people. But listen, if you don't speak up, who else will? Let's hear about this experience from 17-year-old Caitlin, based in Southern California. Here's what she has to say. Communication in and of itself 
is really important. And of course, I think when people don't communicate, especially just within a societal perspective, especially um, in the realm of politics, like nothing can actually get done and there's no progress that can be made. And so specifically in classroom settings, because um, when you know you look at the word classroom, we're talking about students, we're talking about like a new generation that's coming forth. So that's such a vital time to actually be talking and communicating with each other, just generally about you know what our opinions are because we're the force of change. I think it's really important that we can discuss those things, and um, it brings out a lot of different qualities that are, are really important to have later in life, such as like being tolerant and open-minded and just, you know, that you're just willing to listen. And that in and of itself is a really important skill. I think it's really important so that you're not just, oh, this is what I believe and that's what's true and that's the only thing that that I'm going to listen to and believe that having discussions just kind of brings forth, um, you know, your own opinion. You can find out, like, why you believe what you believe. And it's really important because either you can say, like, oh, you know what, actually... I think this opinion is better, or you can even, like, hold tighter to your own opinions and be more rooted in that, because also, like, I've been in a lot of classroom discussions where someone's brought up something that I previously had no knowledge about, and I was like, oh, oh, wow, okay, that's really important to know, and um, whether it's, you know, large concepts or something specific, and especially when it comes to voting, then it's just really important to know what going on, what the main issues are, and so that's why I think that having political discussions in classrooms are very important. Thanks, Caitlin. So either way, you learn more about the world and more about what's important to you and what's important to others. Moving on to the second part of this tip number six about being engaged in class is actually about talking to your teachers, and not necessarily talking to them as teachers, but talking to them as people. If you ever get that opportunity, I would highly encourage you to do it. Because, you know, like, we the people, this podcast is is run by youth, and it is so important. But it's also important to listen to older people. Talking to your teachers as people, as informed citizens, as voters, will help you understand past politics better. But not only that, it'll help inform you and avoid mistakes. I guarantee you there's some elder in your life who has some wisdom to share about past political elections, what they thought happened and then what actually happened. Maybe negligence to vote, maybe negligence to speak up for their beliefs. If you learn other people's mistakes, you're less likely to make those same mistakes in your political career. So I highly encourage you to lend your ear and see what happens when you get a little wisdom from someone older. And you may not always agree with them. In fact, you're more than likely to disagree. But I promise you, it'll still be beneficial. (sighs) Number seven, check thyself lest ye wreck thyself. Why do I bring this up now exactly in the midst of a back to school with We the People episode? Well, it's actually really easy to end up being hypocritical with your political opinions. When there are trends, and whether those trends be a certain TV show, a certain movie, or a certain musician or song, it can be easy to automatically hop onto the bandwagon. And let me tell you, a lot of times, there's nothing wrong with that. Enjoy entertainment, like absolutely go for it. You're young, enjoy that. But there can be some downsides. Sometimes the entertainment we watch has subliminal messages that may contradict what our personal beliefs are. 
So we'll always watch out for those because by supporting it either with your views, your money, your listens, or just your word of mouth, you could be promoting an agenda that directly contradicts with what your political values are. So just be aware that even though there's going to be more songs that are just as popular as Havana and more TV shows that are just as popular as 13 Reasons Why, you have to investigate further. Hot take number eight, participate in class elections. Now, I know there's not a single class election that's as entertaining as any of the ones in Netflix shows, but it is pretty important to be involved if there is an election at your school. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to run for president or treasurer or what have you. You could even be a campaign manager of someone if you wanted to. But understanding how political system works on like the most low-key level is going to help you out more with understanding how the political system works on a much bigger scale. So whether you vote in these elections or run for these elections, It'll help you sort of understand the inside workings, which is kind of the whole process of class elections. A lot of times, bringing you back to tip number three, you can draw parallels between the campaign slogans or even the vague policy-ish things and what's actually going on in our national and local state governments. So I totally encourage you to at least keep, you know, a little bit of a political eye out about what's going on in elections at your school. Number nine. Take leadership roles at your school, whether it be starting a club, campaigning, handing out buttons at a table. You kind of have to advertise what you stand for in order to make what you stand for heard. Whether this club be dedicated to saving the bees or just having political discussions in general, it can be super helpful to hold yourself accountable by attaching yourself to other people and other people who are passionate about politics. The obvious plus of this is that you'll be able to stay more politically informed and active with a group behind you. But that's not the only benefit. Putting yourself in a leadership role will also help you empathize more with people in larger leadership roles in our country. I know it's really easy to criticize politicians, and don't get me wrong, there are plenty of instances where that criticism is deserved. But keep in mind, you know, they're human too. And not every single piece of criticism is deserved. It's really hard to be in a leadership role and not lose your mind, as you could probably empathize with if you take a leadership role at your school. Starting a club, campaign, protest, or walkout at your school will obviously help the cause that you're trying to serve, but besides that, it'll also help you better understand what the inside workings of governmental figures are like. Tip number 10. We have reached the very last tip of this Back to School with We the People episode. I'm very glad you guys have listened this long, and if you have, I know that this tip is well-deserved. Take a break. I am not kidding, okay? This is not a suggestion, a recommendation, a guideline. No, this is rule. This is fact. Treat this as law, okay? You have to take breaks, all right? We're not all Leslie Nope here. Last year, in my sophomore year, I was completely overwhelmed with my school, extracurriculars, home life, and political activism on top of it. At the end of my first semester, I crashed. I cried, I had a breakdown, I could not do it anymore. Don't let that happen to you. Don't get burned out. I understand if you need to take off a day or two a week to say, hey, you know what? 
politics is kind of crazy. I am getting exhausted enough from just thinking about it. It's okay to take a break because if you burn out now as a high schooler, it's only going to be way harder to continue on later. So definitely take a break. Let yourself enjoy what you want. Turn your brain off and watch a movie that you like. Just be yourself. And then you can resume back to the crazy schedule of political activism, extracurriculars, club, schoolwork, and home chores. This episode of We the People was hosted by me, Daniel Leard. It was recorded, produced, and edited by me. Our theme music is from the mysterious and wonderful Breakmaster Cylinder. Our cover art and logo was designed by Sarah Edelstein. Thanks to Caitlin Lowe and Riley for joining us, and as always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on We the People.